0: Previously on the Ninety Nine Problems podcast, have William, a male escort from Australia. Man, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for the invite. They, they won't even hear this for a whole another week and a half two weeks but still so what has been your most successful marketing tool yet
1: um, I would have to say so I, I don't have a huge marketing presence because I work quite a bit on repeat so I've only ever had my website um, and I've marked on uh, Scarlet Blue which I'm now probably diversifying out a little bit further my marketing um and then i've just started using twitter a little bit but that's generally been enough
0: all right welcome to the podcast on today's episode we had lily from australia a female client and she went over some topics that we don't normally broach on this show. But I was excited to have her. Thank you, Lily. And I hope you guys like this. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can just hit them in the comment section when I post it. 9 99 Problems Podcast. Next. Nine problems podcast it is your host E and you guys know typically I do a show and we have gents on or I joke around about my personal experiences I was honored this time because I was able to and this took a while because I reached out to this person way way back in god knows what February or so it's just logistics never got us to where we are now but I was able to get a female client on, and she is going to go over her experiences. Now, if you heard this show the first time, and you weren't supposed to, but I know some of y'all have Spotify subscriptions, et cetera, and it popped up on there, you have about another six, seven hours before that thing is completely deleted, because that was our rough draft. (laughs) It was choppy, You know, things didn't quite go through, but I have her back. And she has decided I can call her by her name. So welcome to the show, Lily. How are you doing today?
1: I'm going well. It's, it's 8.30 at night here, so we're going to head to bed after this. All
0: oh, right. right. Um, not a fun
1: type of bed. <laughs>
0: can I tell the people where you're from, or does the accent kind of give it away?
1: <laughs> the accent gives it away, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> but rather than me do that, I'm going to let you introduce yourself so just tell us who you are and some of the things you'd like to do when you're not in this life, because those questions are coming.
1: Yeah. Um, well, my name is, for the purposes of this show, Lily, uh, and I'm quite uh, active on Twitter, I guess. Um, Backed. <laughs> um. Uh. you know, I won't say how old I am. I'm born in the 70s. Um, <laughs> yeah, good good era. Um, I grew up in Australia and um, yeah, I work in the healthcare industry and yeah, that, that's about all I'll say at the moment.
0: That's fine. Well, I like to do a couple of icebreakers so we can just get comfortable, which if you heard the first, so you'll know that there were nerves on both sides, but we're going to break the ice a little bit different today. So, Miss Lily, when you're not, you know, enjoying the wonderful company company of gentlemen, what are you at home listening to in music these days?
1: Oh, music. Well, um, we'll see. I like a lot of dance music so but i you know like i have a background where i was involved in music growing up so i oh really yeah so i can kind of go with anything really like you can play classical music i'm okay with that you can play oh you know dance music just top 40 stuff whatever i don't really mind
0: do you uh, mind a playlist when you're in the uh, throes of a lover?
1: <laughs> I, tend, I haven't really got into that so much, but I have been making a playlist for, um, for my next booking.
0: All um, right. See, in my yeah. next my next part, and I, I hope the the one that will come after this one, I actually have this playlist, and it's going to be a it's themed and you'll see where it's going. I don't, <laughs> I typically put songs in a certain area because I'm timing myself because that's what us stupid Virgos do. <laughs> We're like, I want to do better next time and if this time works out, then good. And if that song yeah. comes on, that means I'm slacking if I'm almost done. It drives me yeah. batshit crazy. But, <laughs> but I'm working on that goal and y'all are here in the next pot. What are you eating on down there in the south of, well in Australia, That's the south. What's some of the things yeah. uh, you like to enjoy on?
1: Um, I have been pretty good in the last. Oh, I was seeing a nutritionist for a little while, so my diet is what I'll call under control. But I do like a good gin here and there. I like, I don't know, just normal food. Normal. I don't. I don't eat a lot of junk food. I try and put
0: good stuff in. All right, nothing's wrong with that. I, you know, and I, I was thinking the last time. I was gonna ask how much of the food like I, I don't even know if I could eat prior to a date unless it was like pre <laughs> pre arranged so that it was gonna be a longer date because the nerves would, would not make that situation end well, you know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I tend, yeah, I, I
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I, I, I've had a few longer dates where we haven't gone out for dinner and just snacked at night, but then you pay for it the next day when you're like just starving.
0: Absolutely. For sure. All right. So now you know what time it is. And I'm going off of her prompt um, because she and I'm going to let her walk this out. We had a lot that she liked, but a lot that she wanted to uh, get into the last time that we didn't get into. And Lily, before I start, just let us know some of the misconceptions that are out there about female clients and male companions, because there's a lot And, and talking to one of my future guests. I really asked him that as well, but just kind of expand on that because I know you want to touch on that the last time.
1: Um, well, I think there's a lot of, um, from, what I've, from what I've read uh, in articles, there's a sort of probably a lot of misconception that um, people who are seeking out male escorts can't get a guy any other way, I guess. Um, which is not true i would just say it's more than i just can't be bothered to be honest um from what i've read like female clients seem to be more um i guess busy like they're busy in their work life they're busy in their home life they can't be bothered with dating or dating apps they want to just go and find someone they know what they want and they just go and get it. Um, I see commonly guys um, websites talking about um, maybe people who have maybe lost their confidence a little bit, so they're seeking out that um, like a male escort to help them along with that side of things. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, does that answer your question?
0: It does because you know I would think like with us, male companions—I mean male clients—that sometimes you just don't want the headache of dating, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I've come, I you know was in a pretty long-term relationship, and I just can't see myself bothering at the moment. I just I don't have time, (laughs) and and I you know like the one of the benefits that I found of you know, seeing a few different people is that, you know, you can just kind of, you know, go out and have a nice night and it's, you know, pretty pretty well pre-planned, like it's not a um, last-minute thing for for me. Um, But, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to dedicate that time and I'm going to do exactly that and get it on and then I'm going to go home, back to my life. And it's just like this kind of little fantasy period out of your life for a few hours and then back you go
0: so and yeah and I would and I would expand on the limited amount of headaches because dating in this modern era especially with all the health concerns and just people in general because we don't there's so much uncertainty right it's just easier to to navigate with a companion and move on that life because while it is while it is a While some may define it as transactional, you can cultivate and build what a regular, the type of relationship that you want to have, while acknowledging that it might not be a full-out, full-time thing, you're in more control of it, right?
1: Definitely. Like, you don't have to worry about going out to a bar and whether you've got to strike up a conversation and maybe you won't get what you want at the end of it. Um, You know, you're also risking, I think, you know, the general population doesn't look after their sexual health as much as sex workers do because it's their their livelihood. So from that point of view as well, it's just makes more sense
0: to right. me anyway. No, 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 you're <laughs> right. You're right.
1: That, yeah. And I think
0: your perspective think
1: if you want to yeah, if you want a booty call, you're like gonna go and pay for it rather than go out and risk not getting it and also getting something you don't want out of it as well.
0: And I was going to say, your perspective coming from the healthcare industry is even more, because I know you can place an emphasis on certain risk factors, and it's like, oh, oh, hell no. You know what I'm saying? I really got to be more yeah. cautious of that. Um, I,
1: see, I see a lot of similarities between the, the two industries in terms of the, the information and the consent side of it, as well as that health like the actual health aspect of it.
0: Yeah. All right. I, had I, how do I put this? I literally got a question in because someone knew I was recording and I'm going to ask you this. It was almost like, as you were talking, I was getting the question and I was like, Oh, okay. I'll ask now. Um, someone wants to know, um, have you ever considered booking a female companion? And if so, Uh, Was the sensuality of it different than an experience with a male provider?
1: Um, I haven't. I've seen a female companion for a social date, and I treated that more as a way to debrief my other experiences because I don't have people that I talk to about in my in my you know day to day life about this stuff there's no one that i've met other than through this industry um that i can that I feel like I can talk to um i've become, I've come you know really close to talking to one of my closest friends about it um, but i haven't done so yet so that that couple of hours that I spent out at lunch became this debrief and it was, you know, very much like this, just, you know, things coming up and going, Oh yeah, you know, that was yeah, that's definitely like that. And and that was great. And I would highly recommend even for a male client, book a male companion and go and have your debrief and just go out and have a beer with them. Like seriously, you just um you know it was really good to just talk about things and just look at things from a different perspective and sort of um, you know, have some of my ideas maybe challenged a little bit and to, to be able to chat about them in a situation where you're not worried about performing, I guess, to some extent.
0: You know, I'm glad you brought that up because you mentioned it earlier and you were mentioned it on the last pod. Um, when you say debrief, right? So my, my initial thought is, okay, so I'm talking to this gent about potential dating tips to, with companions. Or what steps to take to make the situation move in a more smoother fashion.
1: I just or both. did it as a not not like that. No, it was more like a you could you could do those things, but for me, it was more a, just get to get it out to someone. Ah, uh, uh,
0: okay, okay. Because see, yeah, I would love to do that, and I think I just might look into some of the males down here in Houston, if nothing else, just to to see what the life looks like from their side. And mm-hmm. like you said, just to just to get another ear in the thing. And I think that would probably help the research process move a lot yes. smoother too, definitely. because odds yes. are, he's probably booking female companions as well. Because I, I would think as a professional courtesy in the life, they're probably doing that, but I don't know. But it doesn't yeah. hurt to ask and see what yeah, he's well, learning, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I've, I've you know, talked taught- I've talked to, you know, I was having a chat on Twitter one day and someone was saying how, um, you know, it's a tax-deductible expense for them, it's research.
0: That's pretty you know? goddamn clever.
1: <laughs> and also, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know this myself, but I, I believe there's some who offer industry rates to others. So, yeah, it, that
0: could be the case. case. So I would yeah. ask you. Um, so when you guys debriefed, what what did you discuss? When you um, had
1: kind of the stuff that we're talking about now, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I'm honored. But um, you know, it's just nice to I don't know, just chat about some of the things that I've thought about. Like I see there's a lot of. Um, similarities in terms of the things that you use in the medical context and the cavities that they go to into the body and then the things that you might come across in a booking like toys that get used and so I started looking at sex toy cleaners and I'm like wow I could literally bottle up tonic water and put some lime in it and market that as a sex toy cleaner because there are no regulations around it at all like because sex toys are novelty items versus things that are going into human orifices there's no like there's there's medical grade cleaners and disinfectants that should be i think should be being used but people don't seem to draw those connections. So I've gone and sourced my own you know, for my own toys. Like I I want to every now and then disinfect them properly, but I don't want to do it with something that doesn't seem to actually be disinfectant. Or to be I don't know, I there's a lot of that kind of thing in there. So like that was a conversation that I had with the female person because she was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I didn't have anyone else that I could chat to about it. So that was where I did it.
0: Just for the record, anytime I'm blessed enough to have a, a female, be a companion or client, and she brings up sex toys, they move right to the front of the line. So uh, they're sex. <laughs> I don't want any of these guys thinking that I'm, you know, straight on the page and I'm so conservative. Fuck all that. You can talk sex toys as much as you like. I will give you the stage. And, uh, you know, you just kind of go freestyle with it. Um, and, and it's, I've got my favorites. <laughs> you have favorites. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, you know, I'm sure there's a female listener or two who's probably going, expand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a particular favorite?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I have the perfect dildo. It's just the right size. And it's got good suction base on it. And then, like, the vibrator that I've – I've just got three things that I use most because, like, they're really good. Um, It's like a clip stimulator and then this, like, a rabbit vibrator and then a dooboo. And I just – I can get myself off so quickly on those. It's not funny.
0: That's amazing. Um...
1: (laughs) It's kind of like – it's kind of like, oh. Am I going to go to all this effort because I can get there so quickly and then I just have to clean it all?
0: (laughs) For my guest and for the host, if the uh, line drops, I forgot to uh, set the ringer to silent in airplane mode. But don't worry, we'll pick right back up because I have the ability to pause and then restart the show and we'll pick up where we left off. I'm just telling you that now because I just realized that. 'Cause that's what I do sometimes. But going back to that, when you see a gent, is that an option that you guys are discussing, or is it more of the physical intimacy that you want instead?
1: The toys.
0: Yes, is that part of that process? Do you say, hey, I'm interested in using these toys as well, or is it more of a um, no I have this dude in front of me, this strapping young buck that I want to explore more? <laughs> um well
1: I don't know. I've seen like a a lot of the guys that I would like to see, like they have all at some point advertised the amount of toys that they have available to them. So they will bring them to some toys to the booking and then I will bring mine as well. And depending on what's going, like there's things that you obviously are better, you know, like if they're going to be toys that they've brought, then they would need to be covered or whatever. So, are you um, but toys? they will bring them to a booking. Like I'm not going into a, most of my bookings. I think the shortest one I've done is two hours. The first one I did was four hours and the rest of all been overnights.
0: So like there's
1: plenty of time to do a lot of stuff.
0: Are you comfortable using toys that the gent brought in? I'm asking because it would seem it like,
1: depends,
0: you know, and depending I'm, on like what
1: you- they are and where they're going and, whether they come.
0: Yeah, and obviously, again, with your background, you're checking for cleanliness, and that, because I would think that, you know, using toys that he brought in, unless they came fresh out the wrapper, brings other concerns, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely, but there's probably, like, I also, like, people will clean them in front of you, and then, you know, they're going to go and disinfect them afterwards.
0: Oh, okay. okay. So,
1: you know, like there's, and I don't think they're being used every single night necessarily. No, not at all. So over time, whether those organisms would stay on there, I don't know. But yeah, it is a concern. So
0: you know, there's a reality, Lily. That we're adults, and yeah, like you said, you know, it's not like it's like. And I'm going to get into this later on. We we'll talk about BFE and GFE. GFE here Mm -hmm. in the States, right? It it requires a lot of situations where, I shouldn't say require, there are certain companions who will do more risque activities. And it's not like we're not, you know, sharing bodily fluids then either. But the goal, as you just mentioned, is cleanliness, disinfecting, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing that you are, the more likely that these things don't happen. So for those of you listening and probably going, oh my God, understand that. This is a medical professional who probably has more cleaning standards than we'll ever have. You know, and goes above and beyond her job. And I'm assuming privately too, because it's one thing to work at a hospital and it's another thing to be a patient anymore. So
1: yeah. Um, yeah, and look, you know, like if it's a toy that's gonna to be used for penetration, then you'd want to, to cover it with a condom.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely in between.
1: But then you'd still need to clean and I think clean clean and disinfect anyway. And the thing is, like, it depends if that toy is penetrating me or them as well.
0: Oh, man, this podcast is opening up doors and experiences that I cannot (laughs) wait to explore in greater detail today. All right. So we skipped the whole part. (laughs) And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Tell us how you got started into the life.
1: Um, Well, I had a pretty significant life change last year and was feeling a bit frisky one night and started Googling and I wondered whether male escorts or like a straight male escort existed. And I Googled it and I found some websites, some advertising platforms and then kind of you know, had a bit of a look around and then did nothing about it and sat on it for a little while. And every now and then I would go back and have a look at some profiles. And then when it came up towards my birthday, I decided that I was going to, like, contact someone. So I did that and that person wasn't available. But then I went away not long afterwards and I contacted him again and he still wasn't available. So I contacted someone else that I was interested in and he was going to possibly be available and we managed to figure something out. And um, yeah, so I booked for my birthday, essentially.
0: So, you know, I know for some of you guys who heard the first episode, we covered it, but we're going to go a little bit more. We're going to expand some this time. So let's go over that first experience. How was yeah. that I know it was on your was... birthday, so expand on that
1: <laughs> well, it was yeah, around my birthday, but um yeah, it was I was uh not near my home, so I was in another location, and um I was interstate, and um I was really nervous and I did something pretty bad and then I didn't confirm until the day of the booking. I didn't have to provide any screening information, but there were, you know, a fair amount of emails exchanged to just on his behalf to find out a bit more about me so that he kind of had a clue about what I was like. Um, And, then I didn't have to provide a deposit because it was quite a fast turnaround in the booking process. But part of his stipulation was I either needed to have cash on arrival or transfer money before he arrived. Um, But apart from that, I didn't have to do anything else in terms of screening or deposits. I just had to have had the money there. Um, We went for um a quick bite to eat and some drinks out somewhere close to my hotel um and then yeah so we probably went out i don't know an hour or so before or hour and a half something like that for dinner and then yeah then went back to my hotel
0: Dinner wasn't really evening we discussed. It's more of a let's sit here and eat some of these light appetizers because uh, there's no way I'm holding um, the food back. No, we, we,
1: It wasn't you know decent enough meal. Like it was enough for me. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. We had a couple of drinks there, so
0: the drinks were the yeah. thing. So, so what were you drinking on? Gin gin yes again there are some people who didn't hear the first episode cuz so i didn't put it out there so i knew that going in but you know gin's one of those drinks that sneaks right up on you and then the next thing you know it's oh wow we're in nuts <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: not i'm not a big drinker but i can actually handle quite a i can handle quite a
0: lot of gin <laughs> the hard liquor that i am the brown i'm a brown's guy but you know yeah. what I have an appreciation for my vodkas and my gins I'm not going to say the one that's for the tea because it never ends well uh, no, no you're
1: right about
0: that. Nah, I've never had a good tequila moment <laughs> never yeah. Um. but and I just said it God bless it anyway <laughs> transitioning <laughs> right along the benefits the benefits of the life uh, and we discussed some of them earlier obviously it's way easier (laughs) dating if you ask me um you have some listed here and I'm going to top this first one spending prioritized, because that is a male thing that we suffer through too we budget around this life (laughs) I'd be remiss if I said we didn't because there are some and I don't know if this is the thing so I'm going to ask you this there are some that you want to see but there are some you have to afford to be able to see you see (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean
1: I don't know what you mean. i was being on that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not made of money. Like I have a pretty good, I have a pretty good income, but um, fair amount of stuff that I need to spend that on. Um, and I've never really withheld, like I've never really practiced a lot of restraint when it comes to shopping and you know nights out with my friends and stuff like that. But um, I guess COVID's kind of helped a little bit in terms of not being able to go out so much. Um, but yeah, like I've really, I think I've really, um, sort of thought about where my money is. It's kind of made me think about where my money is going and where I want it to go. Um, and yeah, just, just going out and thinking, you know, do I really need, um, another, whatever, (laughs) um, Yeah, just being really a bit more careful about how I'm spending um, in terms of the, you know, I ate out a lot. So I tend to take my lunches to work and things like that more now. Um, I cannot cut back on my caffeine habit. That is just there to stay. Um, That's too bad. Um, But yeah, just just being a little bit more careful with what I spend. So I've got that extra money there and it's not going to hurt me there to have a few nights out here and there during
0: the year yeah definitely you know when I started this pod and I told people I was high volume high frequency meaning that I see a um high volume of women and high frequency of the amount of the time sometimes they were like how do you budget for that and I was like well I cut back on fast food and going out to eat like you just said because I I, you have to pull to to push somewhere else right and I, I I normally bought you know, a $50, $60 bottle of liquor every week, cut all that out because I wanted to create space for this thing that I wanted in my life. And much like you, when you get to a point where you're operating in a, you know, state where this is part of your lifestyle, you create time, energy, and effort for it, right? Yeah, correct. And I want to make sure you heard that you create it. Because it wasn't there yes. before. Oh, nope. my <laughs> And we didn't really go into how long you've been in the life, but can you tell the audience how long you've been doing this?
1: Not long, just since the end of last
0: year. I'm a sure. year. Not even. Not even a year, but you were smart enough to know that this is going to be something I'm really down for, so i got to start budgeting.
1: Look, I think I wrote back to the First person that I saw and listed the things that I saw as benefits. Probably, well, I don't know. Like not long after I saw him, so that you know, the list that I've I've got is that you know, the spending was prioritized, um, the fitness focus. So, like, from at the gym, I'm like, I need to keep smashing this cardio out, and I need to. You know, if I'm doing kettlebell swings, I'm like, yep, guess what I'm pretending I'm doing. You know, like <laughs> just those little things. Like I don't want to get into a booking and be held back because I'm not feeling fit enough to keep up with it. And my health, you know, healthy eating, making sure that I look and feel my best when I get in there. Um, the confidence thing was a really surprising one Um I nope. walked out of, I yeah, I walked out of my first booking, and I, I almost expected to feel a bit ashamed or I, I don't know, it just wasn't like that at all. And I walked out to a meeting the next day, and I just remember feeling so light and happy, and just it, it like almost like you've met. You know, like a new partner, but you just don't have to worry about whether they're going to call you. There's no butterflies associated with it. It's just like, yep, that was awesome, and keep going.
0: Now, so here's the thing with that. I, okay. I, I talked to a guy, a couple of guys actually, who are clients, mm-hmm. right? And we talk about that exact feeling, and and you always want to know if someone else is feeling that. Not even it doesn't have to be a another male client, but now a female client you can't, I call that therapy sessions. I legit, like if I could build that for tax purposes, the confidence that you get, I, I tweeted out one day, I just left a session and I could punch a bull right in the face <laughs> because yeah. my confidence yeah. is so high right now. And yeah. yeah, you're right. The stigma that you should feel a certain kind of way, that's not there. Like, and I, and I call that being fed because it fed a hunger that I had. And that, mm. that, that, that that set of emotions can kind of last depending on the experience up to three four weeks if it was perfect enough in my world yeah. at hand anyway.
1: Yeah for sure <laughs> so, yeah no it it's it was I was so thankful and just really surprised I, I wasn't expecting it to be like that and I think if you do your research you'll find that that is possible but Obviously, there's a lot that rides on the chemistry with that person. Absolutely. So it can be, I guess it can be pretty hit and miss, but I've been fortunate enough that the people I've seen have just had really good experiences so far.
0: I really want to plug this next episode that comes on after this one because if you understand what she just said, then you'll understand why I say the cultivation. Actually, this is the one I dropped prior to this one. So if you guys go back and listen to the episode before this, you'll hear when I say why it's so important to cultivate a favorite. Because what she just said right there about how that connection enhances the experience. When you elevate to a point to where, where you're in that person's presence and intimacy is an option and it's not the the first thing on your mind, you've made it. You know, And it's like, you know, I just want to be in that person's company. And again, going back to what we said, doesn't mean that this is a relationship because it's defined, right? What it means is that person and you have that chemistry and it just works.
1: Yeah. That's not to say that I did not ask him to take his belt off on the way up to my room.
0: Exactly. To
1: save time <laughs> before <laughs> I jumped <in>. him. <laughs> because I was, yeah, it had been wrong.
0: <laughs> no i mean and we all know no one's you know obviously yeah. we're in this life for a reason i'm not going to discount that there are carnal desires and passions that are and for those of you saying carnal what is like an animal no because i do have some listeners who don't quite get that mm-hmm. if it were just physical trust me that could easily be obtained but you get to a certain period where you're looking for more than just the you know and as, as, the, as the person who asked the question, the sensual part of it, right? Expand on the sensual and how that, like when you're in the room and the feelings that go right there.
1: I just, I actually want to go back to something. Okay. Um, I don't know if we've covered it yet. Um, about sort of the, the female client stereotype. I, I feel like a lot of ladies are are looking more for that experience thing and it's not necessarily at all to do with any sexual right thing like it said it's a companionship thing versus like a lot of ladies are looking for that companionship thing and from what i understand most you know you can't i, I don't think i've ever seen at like a 15 minute or half an hour rate for a male escort it's you know the minimum for like full sex and a date is like two or you know two hours or something like that from um, from many many of them um it just isn't possible to book someone for less than two hours if that's what you want out of it um you know there's obviously a little bit of variation but most ladies are going in at for like an overnight or a few hours or, you know, they're making it an experience rather than a, um, like just a quick bag, I guess.
0: (laughs) I believe that that speaks to the gender roles. And then that's a perfect segue actually. It actually feeds into what we were discussing because I, I was in a group chat the other day. Right. And the gents were like, Look at you. You're, you know, you just a bit romantic. That's why you have these longer dates or whatever. And I was like, well, for the record, in my city, because of my obvious situation, again, I never hide it. It's not like I can just openly be gone for an hour and a half at the gym every day and I've put on two pounds. <laughs> you know, I can you know, and you run out of excuses. There's only a certain a certain amount of times I can walk the dog at the good park on the other side of town before it's like, these dogs are fat as hell. What are you doing? I don't have an alibi like that. So when I leave, yes, I do look for the longer dates because I do want to get the per- know the person and establish that connection. I'm a rare breed like that. A majority of gents do want half-hour, hour session. And, and and it and it speaks to the tier of the person you're going for. If you want someone who's that and, they, and we do we have 15-minute rates here, not a lot of my listeners experience those, but there are other listeners on review boards who will tell you all about a 15-minute session. You're in, mm. out, you're done. It's, you know, maybe it's a blowjob. Maybe it's a in and out. You get your thing, you go. Or you whatever fetish at that time that you want, you get, you're done, boom. Also, mm. there are those who want a half hour because they feel like they can squeeze everything they want in that time frame. The reality is, and I looked this up. When you're intimate with someone, unless you're in there really going at it, the average time is like between five and ten minutes. <laughs> now, if you're doing extra, obviously there's more, but these guys have figured that out. And like you said earlier, you know, take my bill off and I walk in the door, here's your cash, just get into it. But the payoff is the companionship, because what are you really doing this, if you're at a certain age and a certain period of time and what you want, right? So yeah. with gender roles, and I said that specifically, what I've learned – just from talking to you and doing more research from the time that we first talked is it's more of an emotional release for you guys. Right. So you're looking for a passionate, it's like turning on and off that experience you can do, but it's mm. enhanced when you have an emotional back to it. Right. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: And with Jim, it's I, like, you know, we we're more physical and it's like, I can get this and go home and be okay. Which is unfortunate, yeah. but you know, as we get older i guess we just transition
1: but um i've i've seen i've had people contact me and they've kind of almost gone a little bit almost too far in the other direction where they get um a bit funny if they find out that the um person that they're going to see has a partner or um yeah just or, they get i don't know they they think you know they're only enough for the money, and it's like, well yeah what <laughs> I don't know what else they're in. you know, like yes there's you know you want to get some enjoyment out of what you're doing for a living, but you're not doing it for shits and giggles, you're doing it for to support your own life right. um so like I feel like I've, you know like there's a potential for people to go too far in the other direction and think that they they're getting a boyfriend out of it and they're just that's too,
0: too far you have to be able to understand that this is these people's jobs and I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they treat it as such to where they're playing you but you're right you have to realize that that GFE is an experience and obviously if you're supporting them you continue to get more of it but don't lose sight for a second that if all of a sudden you stop texting they're going to be like hey where you at what you doing they understand yeah. you may have went another direction you gotta be okay with it. Yeah. You know? And some yes, of yeah. it
1: and I'm sure, Yeah, I'm sure that there's, you know, exceptions to that here and there, but right. you know, how can how can you expect that even if you book someone for an overnight, like how you you're booking someone for an overnight? So of course there's like in even if you have there for one night, what about the other 364 days of the year? Like, how, how are you supporting them on those other days if
0: you know, you've got
1: that kind of mentality going into it, you know?
0: A female companion said, I'm going to give you the real GFE experience if you keep asking me for bear services. I'm going to call you make a <laughs> bill. I'm going to come over there on my menstrual week and you're going to have to deal with me you know, going crazy some days and being happy some other days. You know, when my car breaks down, I need you to be there in the next 15 seconds. And if you can't do all that, understand
1: yeah.
0: that you're not really ready yeah. for the full GFC like you think you are because you just want to, you know, abandon yeah.
1: the job. Well,
0: <laughs> the way I, I felt that.
1: That, <laughs> that reminds me, my, my first booking, I was so, I think I was just so stressed out about it. I thought I was going to get my period early. And, so then I started Googling on what to do and trying to come up with solutions. I ended up running around for hours trying to come up with a solution and then nothing happened anyway. And so that was one of the things at the last minute I did as well, which was you know, I feel bad about because I was like I'd already not confirmed and then I was like, Oh, you know, I might have my period as well. Like what do you want to what do you want to do? Like I'm I'm still happy to go ahead, but you know what happens and he was kind of like oh you know I might withhold oral I'm like great
0: that trooper right Not there
1: surprised
0: that trooper I, I might withhold oral real good mate I got you <laughs>
1: I'm, like, I'm like you might okay but like understandable but might
0: okay hey you know he like, wants to keep that option open in case things go a certain kind of way let me tell you what I like yeah. in this life real quick anything is possible
1: when I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go on specific but as a male companion they're going to encounter that issue probably mm-hmm. much more often than you will as a male client because like from now from having done like a bit more research about it like female sex workers are always working like a lot of well I can't obviously can't say all of them because I don't personally know but you know they're There's ways and means around you guys even knowing that they have their period. So, you know, it's something that they're just able to roll with and keep going with and and work around. Whereas for a male escort, there's no, like their their clients might not know how to get around that other than being a bit more sensible about their booking and maybe tracking these things.
0: Um, But, yeah. yeah yeah I mean the and a term we use down here is the bag you know getting the bag the <laughs> money bag. the bag does not stop because the rag is in presence. I will say that yes. up the lessons I have learned in that process, but yeah. you know what though all good all good either way yeah. of the experience I, yeah
1: yeah but I, as a client like I don't know how to manage like I didn't know how to manage that if that happened when I had a booking.
0: You know, that would have been, I mean, I, I, I have no way to speak on it. I mean, I, I, and I'm and i not a male companion, but I'd imagine if, if it were me, you know, like we like I said earlier, we're all adults in the room, right? We can yeah look at this like, okay, this isn't a hindrance. We'll just communicate what works and what you will feel comfortable doing. Like he said, I might take Oral off the table because he doesn't want to put you in a position where you're like, well, I don't feel like that's appropriate or I don't feel like that's a good look for me right now. Mm or you know whatever because there are people who listen and going, oh my god they're actually discussing that come on we're all adults you know and if there's a married client I'm
1: listening
0: not a if there's a married client listening who tells me he has never got his quote-unquote red wings i will call you the liar that you are <laughs> <laughs> i know for a fact <laughs> sometimes it just kind of happens and you're like oh i didn't even know you oh <laughs> oh well here we are, so it's not like we're it, it hasn't been explored, and we're all we've experienced yeah. things before. I know, I th- so
1: yeah. Well, I think I was on the pill for like so many years, and then I wasn't on it. So, like, I always thought I was pretty regular, but I'm actually a little bit skew with here and there. So, well, this yeah, speaks- was a bit surprising.
0: This speaks to a good topic as far as prep because I did want to cover that, and it's. Convenient for me because it's here now. Obviously, for me <laughs> as a male gent to get up, I just shower, make sure I really shower because the ladies they need that, and they 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 comment on enough on. The phone. You know, I'm on Reddit also, you know, message boards, yeah. but especially Twitter. You'll see a hygiene post at least once a week. Guys, wash okay. your ass, wash the area between your ass and your balls. If you want me to do this, it would be nice if you did that. And that's yeah. basically the gist of my prepping. You know, I make sure that the colognes match and I'm overly strong and and I leave out the door. I imagine yeah. that's not the same for you.
1: <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, probably I'm going to book in for a some kind of waxing appointment a couple of days before. Oh. Uh, although... With this whole COVID thing, like I'm considering going IPL, but I haven't committed yet to that. But anyway, there will be some hair removal process in the day or two before. Right. Eyebrows, underarms, downstairs, Um, probably get eyebrows tinted. At one stage, I was getting my eyelashes extensions done, so they would be done in the couple of days before. I might go for mani-pedi. Um. And then, obviously, the lingerie side of things, so that's quite expensive. And, you know, I'm getting into that a bit more as well now too. So that's um, the, that's where the spending, some of the spending's been going. Um, yeah, so, you know, the shower is the least of my concerns in the couple of days before. It's all the hair removal. <laughs> I mean, mean,
0: because and we mentioned it earlier Yeah. for gents, I feel horny. I want to alleviate that. For women, I feel sexy. And I want to be acknowledged for that and then go from there, right? You know? Yeah, and and I
1: said, I think, you know, I said like I see a lot more similarities as a female client to a female sex worker in terms of you know, it's obviously The prep side of things is more aligned, I guess, to some of those things like getting your hair done, getting your nails done, the hair removal, the. I
0: am so glad you mentioned that because
1: the makeup. I can't do my makeup. I'm really crap at it.
0: And and I I need your advice on something, because Mm -hmm. I'll get asked prior to a date, "What would you like to see me in?" And my typical male response is, "You can have bed hair." your boxer shorts, whatever <laughs> underwear you had on prior to, as long as they're clean, I don't really care, a cutoff shirt, and basically some glasses, and we're good to go. And yeah. it's like I offended her natural senses by not saying, I need you to be in some lingerie and, yeah. you know, what <laughs> you I'm like, I just, you know, and I, I feel bad, but I'm like, I'm, I'm simple college look. If you pull that off, then we're winning, but apparently that is not how I'm supposed to do it. So educate us, gents, if you will. What are some things that we should be looking to say when we get that question?
1: Well, actually that's fine because because you can make, like for me, I want to feel nice for myself. So it, and I'm going in as the client, so I don't really like, I I don't I, I feel like I want to look nice for him, but then I've had some conversations with a couple of different escorts and one of them he's like I like love the kindy mum look like just sweaty running around in your gym gear, you know, that that kind of thing. Like he's more wanting that and then another one's like, you know, we meet up again, can you wear gym gear at some point I'm like, Yeah, okay, no worries. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's... It's hilarious. Like, it, they, 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 all that other stuff is just society. It's just a... Yeah, it's a nothing issue and probably something that we should just disregard anyway, but...
0: I want to make sure we're I, not...
1: I, I I'll do it for me.
0: Yeah, we're not disregarding the, the sexy underwear. I'm, we're not doing... I'm not discounting that. It's. I, I saw a thread, and I wanted to bring that into this conversation specifically because... Sometimes we get wrapped around porn thinking that's real life, and the reality is someone's not going to spend. They don't, you know. Lily doesn't have a hair and makeup girl, a fluffer, if you will, sitting there waiting to do her <laughs> hair and all that. Hey, you know, you don't have a fluffer. Doesn't have a costume designer. I <laughs> you know, want it's a her. <laughs> I want a hey, if I had a fluffer, I probably wouldn't be in the life. Let's just say that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you <laughs> know, we don't have all that. We're just us, and when we go to see. Yeah you Know our, our companions, be it male or female, it's like what I don't want to do is be offensive to your senses. I don't, don't want to be offensive to your sight, to your smell, to your taste, or to your touch. You know, yes. <laughs> you know so yeah, I it's I, the same, it's the
1: same, yeah. it's
0: the same. And, and that's kind All of right. where we are. All yeah. right, so you had a segment here, and I want to ask you about this. I don't even know what it is. Oh. I'm just gonna let you open it. What is a cold red? Uh, oh, 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 never mind, oh. never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I know.
1: I think I know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually going to say as well like a lot of the male escorts do a lot of manscaping. <laughs> Is that the the case for you guys? Because, you know, like they'll go and, you know, a few of them have sort of mentioned about, you know, where should I go if I'm here for this waxing, you know, from man, from mankini wax and where shall I go to get this done? And I, you know.
0: You know. Stay.
1: They comment about their body hair and stuff like that as well. So,
0: that's a good know, question. That, I will yeah. say, as because I'm married, that yeah. I take that in consideration because it's like, oh, all of a sudden now you're shaving your balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, so you know, as a married guy, I will tell you that you know, I, I get to a point to where I do it, and if it's noticed, it's like, hey, you know, I just, you know. I didn't want to get to a point to where it creates a, its own body odor. So I shave every now and again. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I do that. But in yeah. cold, it's like, you know, I saw her website and she said I, I should be clean, grooving and shaving. So therefore, yeah. you know, I want balls to be as spotless as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want your lover to be, you know, coughing on lint or hair or, you know, God knows whatever else you got going on down there because, you know, you you didn't want to manscape. I know a lot of single gents who take pride in that process and they keep it that way no matter the situation. But if you move around married, you have to be real specific about that because nothing beats coming home all waxed up and, you know, your knit, and the cure. Yeah. N- and it's like, the hell, you just went to the gym and now you look like, you know, Rico. <laughs> and I not justify what the hell just happened. So I have to be really careful. But it does happen. It, it does happen. Yeah. And I'm careful enough to, to say that there are ways around it. And, and I absolutely do it. Yeah. I'm cautious on the frequency that I do it, you know, so it's not to you know give away any hints in it's very non-judgmental zone by the way. Lily assured me that she's not going to judge me, even if she did no, so I'm, I whatever no, no,
1: no <laughs> um, I actually asked a male escort on Curious Cat one day like, do you prefer do you prefer natural, trimmed or like fully bare? For for your clients,
0: yeah. What I did he What did he say? It's neatly
1: trimmed.
0: Neatly trimmed. See, that's the thing. That's that's the wave. I uh obviously <laughs> obviously if it's already shaved and I have no control over that, but if I were asked, I would say, you know, I like the the, the peach fuzz, neatly trimmed look. It's something about that. It's you know, it, it drives me wild and take my money, take all of it. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't. I
1: like. I I would never uh, like. I don't usually do like a full Brazilian and believe a
0: bit somewhere. So when you're dating a gent, how do you like him to look? What if are I the traits him? you look for?
1: If I'm dating someone
0: When you're I'm talking about a, a companion gent. When you're seeing a companion gent, I'm sorry more t- specific. It. What are some of the um, traits you look for?
1: Oh well I'm personally wanting someone who's pretty physically fit. And someone who's around my age, um, so I'm not. although well, the the 25 year old wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I'm> <laughs> sure conversation
1: that... was good, you know. Like he was actually really quite good. Um, the yeah. The but... moment
0: of silence. <laughs> it's, it's the moment <laughs> of silence when you did that. I'm like, oh oh, <laughs> she had a flashback. <laughs>
1: I have flashback. Um, no. So you know, usually around my age, um, I want someone who's, like I said, physically fit. Um, my, yeah, I, I don't know, just probably it's... like a, a, someone that I feel like I can connect with. So like having a, I, I would always really carefully read through websites and testimonials and that kind of thing just to try and get a, a handle on who they are as a person and obviously like the, the first time I saw someone I hadn't been on social media but now obviously I'm a bit more involved there so I've been you know had quite a few conversations privately and publicly with people that I want to see um, just to get a, a bit of an idea about what they're like and you know where their interests are um so yeah just someone I find interesting someone about the right the right age someone pretty physically fit
0: yeah That's okay so you mm. you guys have made your pleasantries and you have had your date and now you're transitioning into the room
1: mm.
0: and the boxers come down Mm. And you're sitting there in this moment. Yeah. How much do you take into consideration the size of what's in front of you?
1: Well, I probably don't even really, I don't know. Like, it's not that important. Like, I've been, when I was a lot younger, I actually couldn't have sex with a guy because his dick was too big. Like, it was just ridiculous. So there's a, such a thing as too big. And I guess it was extremely small that might be, but I mean like really, really small. That might, and I say might be an issue, but I would imagine that a lot of guys like that would probably learn to compensate some other way. And there's devices that you can get to... Like um, the pump. ...rease the girth. Um, basically, like, you know, apparently, there's we've discussed this before with someone I've seen regularly. Um, there's some kind of thing that he could put on to make it girthier, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a muscle, it's, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. a muscle, and muscles can I be
0: stressful. Like
1: doesn't, he doesn't, he's just you know perfectly fine, regardless. but um, I like to get some fingers in there as well sometimes because I like that yep. at the same time just depending on where things are at. So there's, I don't know, like it doesn't, the size probably doesn't really matter so much as what you do with it and what other things you've got to play with as well.
0: So... Would you say you are a handsome face guy, a chest guy? I mean, this is the physical stuff that we would ask if it were a fee, a, a gent on here, guys. So don't like, oh I can't believe you asked for that. And she knew it was coming, so it's no surprise. Mm-hmm. You know? And I had to help with these because I I didn't know how to ask a a a female compliant a female client, you know, what kind of physical traits are you or or <laughs> I do I, I do like a nice smile
1: and it's some- arm muscles there because, like, it was kind of fun to be picked up last time.
0: Oh. And
1: (laughs) and, uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for some nice abs and a nice bum. Like, I just like everything. (laughs) (laughs) I like a nice warm body. I do like to be spooned.
0: Who doesn't like a good spooning?
1: Exactly. And I don't mind running my hand through some chest hair and some facial hair. That's
0: See? And these are all things that we all like, right? And as a yeah. as a you know, as a you know, I love that feeling. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a type and those who follow me kind of figured out, oh, okay, these are the ones he's constantly retweeting. I, I, if you have a gymnast built, you know, you're a certain size, petite but yet curvy. Again, just take all my money because I'm gonna give it to you anyway. You know, yeah. it's about being, we call it a slim thick now here in in Houston, am yeah. mad. you, you know, slim yet curvy, and yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for a pretty face, right? If you got that going on, I—I I don't even know what we're talking about here. Just here, let's let's enjoy do each other's you, company.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you only see people who are face out then?
0: it really helps Um, I will say I have a local here who she wasn't face out but an advantage I had was that she had an OnlyFans you know her OnlyFans account she actually had an instance or two where she was face out and I saw it and was like boom I mean, you can kind of tell in some of her pics where you can see certain things like one day she showed her eyes one day she showed her lips you can kind of put two and two together but She's not face out, but the majority I do see are because it kind of enhances the, the likelihood that I'll have some arousal to it because that that that's part of the process for me. There are some who are not, but I, and I don't see them and it's unfortunate. It's just I do put an emphasis on face. So, yes, I do. Yeah. More personality than face because if I can get that connection, it works, but yes, for me, that is a thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. everything else I can kind of work around. You know, if you're not a a overly, you know, curvaceous in the up top or at the bottom, you know. No, I can get that. But I'm I'm a fan of it. I'm a guy, but you know, face does matter. Yeah. If They're stunning. You probably see me retweet them if you follow me. <laughs> Cuz that's kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving right along from that and you did fine. <laughs> you did fine. We we had the pre uh to pre-arrange the show, because I wanted to be able to because if you heard the first one, you you see this is a totally different environment from then. So yeah. when I put this out there, you'll be like, wait a minute, none of that sounds the same. It wasn't supposed to, because now we're more organized and we and we got this thing going. We didn't touch on this, but I'm glad you brought it up in our DMs. So much like a female campaign, there are resources, right? If things go left, there's uh, support projects, things of that nature. In Australia, what what's the situation, like if something were to happen in a date and it went left, what are your outlets to to, to you?
1: Well, we I got approached by a uh, by someone about this, about what what to do and I actually I ended up posting the question on my Twitter page about what I thought could be done, but from a sex worker perspective, what they if you know, whether I'd miss something out and some of the things that came up were things like Um, reversing a charge on your credit card if you've been if you feel like you had um, someone had defrauded you of money Um, reporting it to the police um, because in a lot of states in a couple of states now um, I believe sex work is fully decriminalized and then there's some states where it's not decriminalised, but it's legalised, and then I think others where it's just illegal. Um, and I'm not sure if that's, uh, you know, I'm not 100% on that, but um, so there's basically various jurisdictions and various rules and things. Um, so, so, depending on where you live, you could go to the police, um, you could Post something publicly. You could approach um, your local sex worker organisation. You could approach um, other sex workers about that person. I I did have um, a conversation. I did have some private conversations with someone who'd had a pretty bad experience, and I actually suggested that they contact um our local sex worker organization for counseling resources and from what she told me afterwards that was really beneficial for her because she felt she had hadn't felt that she could talk to someone openly about it but because she'd approached that type of organization she felt she could um so i think she's um in a position now where she's got some good resources in terms of starting to begin to heal from that experience.
0: And you know, I want to expand on that because in this, okay, so for a lot of gents, we are letting the companion lead because of that exact reason. You don't want to come off a certain... Now, if that's a fetish and it's like, I'm I'm a dom or you know, I'm, you know, the, uh, the opposite. I mean, it escapes me right now, you know, but uh, submissive. Yes. And that is what was talked about. And we're using safe terms, etc. Understood that there might be a situation where, you know, safe work. Okay. So we stop. But if it, if it goes there, you know, it shouldn't on our side, because I don't know a gent who won't say you're in control because I do not want to give the perception that I'm in here doing things that are inappropriate. Because out here, you I mean, there are worse things than being blacklisted. A lot of yeah. people assume that that's the worst thing. You can be arrested. You can be charged with rape. Do not think for a second because she is a sex worker, and in the United States, unfortunately, they're looked down on, which I'm hoping that changes here soon. But do not mm-hmm. think for a second she can not still file a rape charge against you and you won't get some kind of justice headed her way, even if it's in the yeah. small term, because right now that's not the case like it should be. But, oh, yeah. it can still happen because there are states that acknowledge that sex workers do exist, and they Mm. will come for you if you do something, but in your situation, when you deal with a male client, who is in the lead, who's taking control, like, when that starts up, who's the person saying, this is what I like, this is how this feels, and I know there's communication, it's back and forth, but as far as everything else, how does that work out? Mm -hmm. Because I know you're thinking about your safety the whole time, or to some degree, right? Yeah, so I
1: think that's um, something that Again, as a just as a a female person, right? You know, putting myself into a situation where I'm with a stranger who is probably physically able to overpower me, and I have no idea. I, I can't find information as to necessarily as to whether that person's safe or not. And there are people out there with bad stories about going to see male companions and. You know, it's the same. It's it's the same for a male client. I would imagine there's, you know, the same kinds of concerns for female sex workers as well. well definitely are. Um, yeah. So the safety thing's really important. And you know what I see stated on people's websites and in testimonials and things is that they, the the guys who seem to do well as companions. Work really hard to make the client feel safe before they even turn up. Um, so, the communication, even before the booking, is really important. Absolutely. And you know, that actually, sort of say, like, you're in control the whole time. If you don't want something to happen, you say so. And, and the good experiences that I've had, that's actually sort of enhanced because I felt comfortable enough to say how I'm feeling and therefore I can be comfortable enough to say what I want next. Um, yeah, so the, the, there's there's some really good guys out there, but there's unfortunately, there are some guys out there who, who don't necessarily do the right thing. And, and that, that's a scary situation to put yourself
0: into. I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's a misnomer And and I'm glad I have a female client on. And there are guys who go, "Shit! If they were just, if I was getting paid to have sex, I could be a porn star. I could be a male companion." Will you educate those guys who say that?
1: No, you can't. You can't. Like, there's. It takes. Like the ones who do really well and who I would consider to be good at their jobs are good. They're really good listeners. They're good communicators, and they're able to draw you out in a way that doesn't feel pushy. Like even the, even the twenty-five-year-old. Like that was a, you know, the. I went to see him for a couple of hours, and I really treated it a, a, a fair bit differently to how I treated my other bookings, and even he like. You know, it was you know a little bit awkward when I first went in there, but then like he just was able to break the ice by offering a massage, and just you know that just made me you know it wasn't um it wasn't too full on to begin with, you know, and then we could go from there. It was he, Yeah, he he was just able to um to make it easy and that's like they can make it easy and if you can't make it that person comfortable then you won't be able to succeed in this
0: business translation just because you have a penis doesn't mean you can be a male companion (laughs) (laughs) because i i had someone ask me that they're like oh you're not a female client on you know but no you can't that's that's not your no
1: because there's not many female clients around either
0: Uh aha, aha, there are not. And we discussed that.
1: And, you know, a lot of this, uh, you know, I have a lot of thoughts swirling around in my head about this, about gender stereotypes and stigma and, you know, we are more, again, more aligned with female sex workers in terms of those gender stereotypes and stigma in you know, like it, 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 just seems to be more acceptable for a male to go out and seek a female sex worker, and it's more so. You probably don't, you might not agree with this, but I feel like it's the females who wear the stigma more than the males, and I think that that is the same in the in the reverse situation
0: as well. Oh no, I completely agree. We are, yeah. and, and, and you know, the crazy part is. When we are like in my state, right? When they out you, they put you in the newspaper, you know, and it's embarrassing yeah. and everything else. But you know, you get a certain lawyer, it goes away. This yeah. can be considered a high crimes felony for the first for the first for a woman. It could be a misdemeanor, second, third, fourth. Yeah. You keep stacking these charges, it becomes a felony, and you cannot work with that charge because if we want a background check and you have that. Not to. Now, they have they've passed laws recently where, you know, it just says felony misdemeanor doesn't say what you've done. But yeah. there are a lot of companies that don't really have that fully vetted out yet. So they'll see it. I know this because there's a H.R. Um, companion who told me this and she was like, we'll see it. And it's like, we're not supposed to see it, but we see it. Right. And And you're right, because. That stigma on, on female. I mean, there's a song out here that's really popular that just dropped the uh, Cardi B and Meg called WAP. And yeah. all the gents that came for that song, and it's like females have a right to be empowered sexually, just like we do. It's just when you hear a woman say, you know, I enjoy sex, it's like, oh my God, it offends the ear. But hell, we do yeah. it all the time, and society is numb this stuff. But and, and, yeah, and this is why I was,
1: I've been like tried to be really vocal and I've probably backed off a little bit at the moment. But if I see people writing things down, like all clients are female or all clients are male and all sex workers are female, I'm like, no, that's not right. And because I feel like that even those comments from people within the industry, even though they're not making those comments, um, you know, they're making them in a, in a well-meaning Manner, or they're seeking specific information from their clients. Um, they're kind of still feeding it, and I think, like the language, if the language can change within the sex work industry itself, then that will help everyone else outside of that industry or making use of that industry as a cl- from a client side of things. I think just in general, it will advance the whole you know, fight to reduce the differences between the genders.
0: I believe you're absolutely right. And I know it's out here very we struggle.
1: deep. It's a bit too no. deep for this.
0: No, no, no. You're fine. <sighs> I don't
1: know.
0: That okay. conversation has to start somewhere. And I think yeah. I, we have it here all the time. And, and one of the issues, one of the things that hold us back, unfortunately, you mentioned earlier testimonials, right? Here yeah. we have message boards. And y'all have them there too. I've seen them. But the message boards and the review boards permeate that culture that we're trying to break down. There are women who go in with the legit, you know, notion of, you know, they want to post an ad in there, just be respected and treated right. And the men start haggling. It's like the it, we, we advance from the sexuality of it to the male privilege that they, you perceive you think you have of being able to talk to her a certain kind of way. And, and you see prices one way. You're thinking, well, I just want a half hour. She doesn't have a half hour rate. Respect that. But you know, you have yeah. to justify, but you don't respect her job because yeah. you, you think, you know, as a male, I'm conquestual and I'm supposed to just do this, but you're not respecting the fact that she's a worker. If she doesn't have a half hour rate, don't be that guy. You know, if he yeah. doesn't have an hour rate, then don't be that woman, which is not a problem yeah. as much for you guys. But it's one of the things that we struggle with here because it builds to what you were talking about. How do we get. Yeah. You know, y'all to a point where it's equal, and it's not seen as you guys are. I can't believe there's female clients. Yes, there are female clients.
1: I think we need more brothels for ladies to visit with men
0: in them. That's what I'm I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I'm
1: talking about. Can I just pop out the lunch, please?
0: (laughs) Can you imagine that a male brothel? That would be amazing. That would be amazing, and you know these female brothels that they, they they've, they've upgraded. I mean, they serve food, they serve you know alcohol. You know, I was um, I was <laughs> yeah, actually I mean,
1: yeah, because like I like you know if I go to the movies, I'm going gold class, you know, you know I want to eat there, so I'd be into that.
0: I was in your area for the Olympics when I was in the military. I was there in Sydney when that went down, and that place was electric. I don't have to tell you what you already know. And they were hosting Olympic parties at the brothels. And when my ship pulled in, you know, typically when the Navy guys pull in, we're celebrities, uh, you know, lol. But <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't find a seat, and yeah. the ladies were booked the entire time there. And it's like, oh, I want. Oh. She has a date. Wait an hour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They had to call all the shifts in during the Olympics, and that was, it was a thing, and it was a casual, relaxed environment. There was no hate. There yeah. was no love. You know, they were slinging the alligator chips. You know, I never had alligator. Yes. Chips. That was amazing, and Vegemite. <laughs> you know, I learned something yeah. very interesting about Vegemite. But you know, it was it was a very relaxed environment, and I think if they had, if you guys had a ladies' lounge, you know while I probably would never have access to it, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, i quite happy too. <laughs> of course. So, before I let you go, and we went over time like I knew we would, but this was a much better recording. I have to ask yes. you, do you have a bucket list of gents? You don't have to say a name, but do you have...
1: <laughs> do I
0: ever <laughs> Worldwide, yeah. all right. So we yeah. might be literally in the not going
1: states. Anywhere I'm, not huh? going anywhere I'm not going
0: anywhere in a hurry. Have you slid in those <laughs> to those some of those guys and been like, hey, hi?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you available? Are
0: you available? <laughs> pull up. <laughs> I know, um, and you're all the way wherever. But hey, pull up. I have, um,
1: you know, I've been in contact with a few people. I've done some, you know, there's people who offer virtual chats and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, this whole COVID period has been really right. interesting because it's it, you know, like a lot of people weren't offering those online and virtual options, and I feel like that's probably going to be pretty handy for some people if. If they've got that set up, so yeah. I do. Yeah, believe I'm more. hoping to meet a few more people through that. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's definitely a list, and then depending on how the chats go, it depends on where the where they end up on that list. That but is- then again, they don't have to see me, so whatever.
0: <laughs> well, for the gents who are listening, I want you guys to catch that we are not alone. They also have a list. That they check. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's good to know because you know we feel like, oh my God, I have a fave, and you know, they have faves too. They have yeah. eye candy like we do guys, and we're not the only ones here just yeah. amazed
1: and, and we're the same like you know if you've got that good chemistry with someone that you see a lot, you've got to make, you've got to make a decision as to whether you go and see someone new or not. It's, it's like it's hard. <laughs> you wanna, well, you know Exactly. Give, you know, like are you missing out on time with that that person to go and see someone new or you know, is that gonna be even better with the next person? You just don't know.
0: There's no way to know it. Well, Lily, I wanna say thank you. This was amazing. You know, we got the kinks right. out this time and not one single interruption from my puppies or from anything in the background. This went a lot smoother. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions for me?
1: Um, no, I don't. But I want to say thank you very much for having me here. And I'm happy to come back if anyone has any other questions. And yeah, there's plenty of, there. there's a few female clients around. So, you know, maybe you could talk to someone else next
0: time. You know, it's my understanding that I'm gonna reach out and probably be more popular in Australia than you <laughs> know, I'm not gonna say that. Uh-huh. I, I really I really am excited and I'm I'm so thankful for what you've done to help in this process. And I will say that you guys are gonna be in for a special treat because I have uh some special guest courtesy of my new friend. And <laughs> I can't wait to have these guys on and they explain their side to include a, a couple of people that you might not expect expected. I, I want to say thank you just as a client-to-client because it's, it's refreshing to know that, you know, you research the same, you have the same expectations. While granted, you know, the experience, like you said, is more probably relatable to a female companion to some extent, the process is definitely client-to-client without a gender name or an indicator form identification yeah. labeled, attached to it. Um, yeah. If and, any, and this
1: is just I haven't been doing this for long, and it's just my thoughts on it. But yeah.
0: and they are appreciated and respected on this podcast. Some admin things I want to say. You may want to listen to this episode because I might ask a question that's related to it. If you are part of these sweepstakes to get the $100, I give away money on here, Lily and some people, they don't listen <laughs> and the name is called and I tell them, I'm not going to make you take my money. You got to listen. Um, <laughs> so if you hear a question and it'll be something that Lily said, the only way you'll know it is if you listened, I want <laughs> to um, uh, thank my special guest and, close by saying the same thing I always say if you're having girl problems or in this particular case if you're having guy problems <laughs> feel bad for your son I got 99 problems but this pod ain't one say goodbye Lily
1: goodbye thank you so much
0: alright and we are out
1: if you're having girl problems I feel bad for you son I got 99 problems and I bet you ain't one